Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, it's Allie with the Hollywood Life Podcast, and I'm so excited today to have my very special co-host and friend, Avery Thompson, our entertainment director at Hollywood Life for this special interview. Hi, Avery. Hello, how's it going? Good. And we have such a special guest, a return guest, someone we absolutely love talking to, Kat McNamara, who is here um, to talk all about an exciting partnership she has, and of course, the flash that's going to be premiering in November. So Kat, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. It's so nice to see you both. Great to see you. Um, now, you know, before we get into the nitty gritty, I want to jump right in and talk about this campaign you have with Precision. Um, tell us a little bit about what you are doing with them. So, so Precision One has an amazing campaign right now called See What Happens. And I've had a very interesting journey with my vision health over the last several years. I had great vision as a kid, perfect vision as a kid, and never needed glasses, never had anything of that nature. And so as an adult, it's something I didn't think about very much. Um, didn't think I needed anything. Ended up going to a fitting for some contact lenses for a job, for some, you know, special effect monster contacts, and did a vision test while I was there because it had been about 10 years um, and was very shocked at the results. I, my vision had changed quite a bit. And not only did I need glasses, but it was to the point where I needed glasses to drive and I needed glasses to do a lot of things. And it, it really, I, I didn't realize how much my vision had changed until it was corrected. Um, and it's one of those things where it sort of changes your frame of reference. And then a lot of things, you know, I live a very active lifestyle. My job is not always conducive to glasses. And it was one of those moments where I went, okay, well, I'll just get these glasses for now and figure it out later. Midway through the pandemic, as the world started opening back up, I went, okay, I need to figure out contacts because when I go back to work and I had been, you know, when you're working out at home, trying to watch the next episode of Stranger Things and your glasses keep fogging up because you're trying to do burpees or run on the treadmill or something, it's really not conducive to fun um, and or just functionality in any sort of a way. Yeah. So I, I, I was thought, okay, I need to get contacts. I need to figure this out. Like it's time to be time to be an adult. And around the same time, Alcon had approached me about doing a partnership. They'd seen that I wore glasses and went, have you ever considered contacts? And it turns out their precision one lenses are the perfect lens for me. And I went to my eye doctor and spoke about it. And they said, actually, these are great for you because they're easy daily lenses, super comfortable, very lightweight, very flexible. And I often forget that I'm even wearing my lenses. Um, it really has changed my world and, and opened things up in a huge way. And, uh, you know, seeing things clearly and really going out and experiencing life is what the See What Happens campaign is all about. It's about, you know, taking care of yourself and 
opening up your world in new ways so that you can live life to the fullest. And I just, I, that's how I love to live my life. And it really was just such a perfect partnership, but they, you know, as, as all of us are kind of growing up and learning to take care of ourselves and go through those checklists as we all did during the pandemic, Alcon makes it really simple. They, if you go to seewhathappens.com, they have tools on their website that will help you find an eye doctor near you and explore their options of different lenses. So you can really talk to your doctor, find a doctor and figure out what you need for your vision. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like it's helped in your career as well? I mean, when you've been filming, um, you know, movies during the pandemic and, and working, um, has that been helpful on set? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it, it helps just in life in general. You, you don't realize how much it sounds so silly, but how much easier it is when you can see, you know, when you can see clearly and you don't have to, you know, I, I do a lot of things on set that are, that require precision and require dark environments where you know visibility or there's smoke or hair blowing in your face where visibility is limited by a hood or a mask or smoke or dead of night or whatever it may be snow we don't know but yeah exactly all the things all of the things just throw them all in at once um (laughs) in fact there was a season finale of arrow that i wish i would have had my contact lenses for because i was on top of a 10-foot wall without a wire, doing spinning kicks and stunts with wind machines, hair blowing in my face and smoke. And, and, and the people I was fighting were also wearing masks. So we were just both going, we can't, we really can't see all the, we can't, but they they had it padded. So it was safe. And if we, you know, if we had fallen off it, we would have fallen on a giant stunt mat and been fine. But uh, it it was very funny to just kind of go, well, I'm glad we trust each other because we're just guessing. (laughs) I feel like so many of us, I think I'm probably like a personal, like a, a reason for this. I, I feel like a lot of people don't think about their vision health. Cause it's like, if you can see, you don't really think about it that much. Yeah. It's like, it's not like other things. And so I think it's really important to make sure like that you get your eyes checked, even if like you had perfect vision as a child, um, just because, I mean, like you said, things can change over the years as you get older. Well, and especially now we've spent, we know in the last two years, we spent so much more time looking at screens and half of my job is reading scripts and having zoom meetings and talking to people and you know doing social media and taking photos and all of that stuff actually has a detrimental effect on your eyes and particularly our generation I was speaking to my doctor our generation having grown up with so many more screens and and screen time it's caused our eyes to change a lot more rapidly than previous generations so it's it's very important to keep an eye keep an eye on your vision health. <laughs> I know I literally have those blue light glasses that I'm supposed to wear when I stare at my screen all day and I truly don't know the last time I put them on but this is reminding me that I really should yep <laughs> now um jumping into the work that you've been doing in the last year or so um I know that we have definitely a bunch of questions about the flash and everything I'm curious how you stayed in like stunt shape this whole time. Um, I always equate myself to being a bit like a puppy. You know, you feed me, spend time with me, (laughs) give me a couple of puddles, take me out in the sunshine and exercise me and I'm happy. So that's sort of what I've been trying to do during quarantine. You know, fitness has always been a huge part of my life, but particularly over the course of the pandemic, it really has been 
something integral to my mental health and to my sanity and to keeping me entertained while all of us are just trying to navigate this new world. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you are coming back, um, returning as Mia Smoke um, in November for the Flash, the Armageddon event. I mean, that in and of itself, that's like a head turner. Um, what was your reaction when you got the call to play Mia again? I was ecstatic. I, I really didn't know much about it for a long time. And when they first reached out and said, hey, would you ever be interested in coming back as Mia Smoke? I said, yes, when do you need me? I'll be there in two hours, I'm, I'm in. Uh, just, you know, I, she's a character that means so much to me and they took such good care of her. And, you know, I, I really, really never thought I'd get to go back. And I'm, I'm so glad that I have the opportunity to, you know, kind of re, revamp her story a little bit and bring her back to life and uh, hopefully lend some information to some of the questions that people have. I was gonna say, you know, what, how is she going to figure into this Armageddon event? I'm very curious. I can't say much, but um, in true Mia and Green Arrow fashion, she's definitely driven by her own impulses and by her own sense of justice and by her need to to fulfill the promises she made to Oliver and, and to try and fulfill her father's legacy and, and carry it on in a way that would make him proud. Um, but also to, you know, hold on to those bits of family that she has left. And it, it's, it really can be a struggle for someone who has a difficult time with vulnerability and who has a difficult time with letting others in to help. Um, that's not necessarily Mia's forte. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's definitely interesting, but, you know, getting to come back and wear the suit again and the crew is amazing. And it's, it's so much fun to just be back in that, in that family again. Yeah. You I've been a part of these big, massive, like CW events before. I mean, is, does it ever, I mean, just that sort of, it's just so big. They go to just the next level every single time they do that. What is that like for you sort of being a part of such a, it's like, a, it, they're always game changers, no matter what. It's a blast. I mean, this one was a bit um, of an untraditional version of that, but every time you are in that community, it, it just feels like after summer camp. You know, you go up there and everybody's in the trenches together, the crews, the cast, everybody really knows what they're doing. And and all of us who, you know, are lucky enough to get to play these characters, whether they're superheroes or other comic book characters or things like this, everyone really cares about bringing their characters to life in a way that that honors those uh, those characters that have, have been created for so long. And, you know, as someone who is coming off of Shadowhunters, bringing a book character to life to now having the mantle of the Green Arrow and, and trying to do everything I can to stay true to that, what that means and what that superhero represents and what that mask and suit and what the hood is. It's so lovely to be in a community of people that all feel the same way and all kind of celebrate that together. Definitely. You know, I know down the road, would you want to bring her back again? I, I know that the spinoff did not go forward, but I feel like in this day and age, like literally anything can happen, anything happen. with a different a version of Mia, different timeline of Mia. I feel like we could like, there's endless possibilities. I mean, I am always open to that. You know, I, again, Mia and her story and her world and, and the Green Arrow itself, it's, you know, it's something that I care deeply about and I would love and be honored to continue to be able to play her and bring her story to life. I always say this about CW and about, you know, Warner Brothers and DC and all of that. If you're not dead, and sometimes even if you are, 
there's a way to come back. So if they will have me, I am open to shooting arrows with them anytime. <laughs> I love that. And when you did return to this character, I mean, was there anything that you, you know, not everyone gets the opportunity to be able to like look back and revisit and be reinformed, I guess, and, and bring something new. Was there anything that you were really interested in wanting to bring to Mia this time around? I wanted to plant as many Easter eggs as I could. And, and really a lot of the things that we established in, you know, the, the latter part of season eight with the crossover and when she finally got to fight alongside Oliver and when she got her suit and different elements that we planted in particularly the, the pilot and the final episode of Arrow, I wanted to tie in as much of that as possible. And so we, we found ways to do that that were scripted and some that are just visual and, and otherwise. Um, but, you know, I, I it was so, I, I had, my mind was blown just from my first conversation with Eric Wallace, who's the showrunner over there at, at Flash, his enthusiasm at Mia's character and bringing her back and continuing her story in in a really fun and interesting way I was immediately inspired by and you know we I worked with the writers and and they already had such a, a great essence of who Mia was and together we we answered a few questions and found some some little things to throw in there um and then you know from that to wardrobe, to props, to the hair and makeup team, to everybody and the way all the elements came together, it really felt like stepping back into that second skin. You know, I remember putting the suit on again in my first fitting back and I teared up a little bit because it just, it felt right. And you feel like you're home and you just suddenly feel as though you're in the right place for the first time in, in two years. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What was it like filming during the pandemic? You know, I feel like everything has just sort of changed in terms of that life. Well, I've had two very converse experiences filming during the pandemic. You know, going back to The Flash was awesome. It felt so, uh, you know, other than everybody being in a mask, except for us when they call action, it felt relatively normal. You know, they, they've done such a good job up there at getting the testing down to a science and going through everything and making sure that the protocols are all established and in place. And it runs like the well-oiled machine it used to, just with a few extra steps now. So it, it really, they've got such a good system up there and it you feel really safe as well as knowing that you can still do your work in the way that doesn't feel encumbered, which is incredible. But uh, conversely, at the beginning of the pandemic, I filmed Untitled Horror Movie with Luke Baines and Emmy Raver and Claire Holt and Tim Granaderos and Darren Barnett and all those people. Um, and we did that from our homes. We shot the whole movie on our iPhones and... We, we did it all ourselves. You know, they wrote the script and our director of photography, Kevin Duggan, spent time with each of us teaching six actors how to light and set up a camera and sound equipment and how to transfer footage and DIT and all of these things. And he was such a savant at going, okay, um, you know that lamp in your bedroom? Why don't you take that and put it in this other room, turn it upside down and put a paper towel over it. And now you're lit. And suddenly it's perfect. And you just go... 
how did you know you've not been in the space? How can you see this? The, the patience of a saint and the most incredible, but you learn so much by, by doing it yourself. You know, there, there's something to be said for, I ask a lot of questions on set. And so I've, I've had some incredible camera operators and, and crew members that have taught me a lot about that and allowed me to sort of watch what they do and ask questions. But there's a big difference between watching someone do something and then understanding their level of expertise and the years that they've put into it, then trying your hand at it yourself and going, I feel like I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, it's a very quick crash course and you learn a whole lot, but, um, you really, I mean, I've always appreciated crews and been so grateful for them, but even more so now. Um, I know that you are bringing back Mia, but I know many fans, you know, remember you very fondly from Shadowhunters. And I know that that show came to an end in a very sort of bittersweet way. Um, would you want to reprise that character in any shape or form down the road? 100%. Uh, truly, it's, you know, Clary, again, is a character that, like Mia, is so very special to me. I, uh, I was 19 when I started playing Clary, and to be able to play such a, a moving character that means so much to so many people from the age of 19 to the age of 23, I learned so much, and I grew so much as a person while Clary was going through a very similar journey, and, and looking back on it, it's, it's funny, I was with Harry last night at a screening of his new movie, and we were talking about this. All of us grew and changed and, and went through so much together, but I so much of who I am as an adult is because of the people I was surrounded by at that time. And it was so grateful to have people like Harry and like the rest of our cast and our whole crew that really taught me so much and, and helped encourage me and give me the confidence to kind of come into my own in a, in a very interesting way. But also the fandom are, I call them angels for a reason. You know, they are such a gift in my life and such a blessing. Just the fact that they have taken a story that inspired them and used that to build a community that in this world where there is so much negativity, particularly on social media, they've created a space that is all about love and all about acceptance and celebrating people for who they are and their individuality. And that's just such a beautiful thing. And I will literally do anything for these kids. I feel like, you know, with, there's the siren. Um, I feel like with the passion of that fandom and, you know, just this day and age with revivals, reunions, reboots, all of that, it's almost like inevitable that you guys will end up doing something down the road. I mean, we'll see. Why we'll do see. you think that it is like kind of just withstanding the test of time, like, you know, being off the air, but still having this fandom that is so active? I think what it comes to, it comes down to a couple of things. I mean, it really speaks to the fandom itself and the people that make it up. You know, I've, I've traveled the world meeting these people. I call them kids. They feel like my <laughs> kids. They're not all kids. There's many consummate adults throughout the fandom. Right. <laughs> but they, uh, there's something about them as a community that, you know, we call them the shadow fam for a reason. We are the shadow fam, the cast, the crew, the fandom, because we share this passion for a very, very special story. And it really is full of just the most amazing people. But also I think the story itself attracts a very particular kind of person in that the story in and of itself is about love. 
And it's about the fact that within the mythology of the show, it all, it all ranges on sort of a scale from angel to human to demon. And all of these creatures are somewhere in between, you know, different combinations of blood and different combinations of part angel, part demon, part human, different demon diseases and different species kind of create this spectrum. And ultimately what you learn throughout the series and in this myriad of diverse characters is that it's not what it's not the blood that runs in your veins that makes you who you are it's not what you're born with that makes you who you are it's you your propensity to be a hero and the potential you have to do good in this world is not predestined it all depends on the choices that you make and the love that you put into the world and and the love that you receive therein and the, the family that you create around you and that message is so strong and so human and so relatable to so many people who are just looking for home and looking for family and and looking for the confidence to be able to make what they feel is the right choice for them in this world and and i think having a community that celebrates and encourages that is so beautiful i love that absolutely um i think that that's i mean yes all, yes to all of that. Um, Avery, is there anything else that you wanted to add or ask Kat about? You know, I know that you are a big fan of TV just in general, uh, Kat. What are you watching these days? I feel like there's so much on right now. There's so much on right now. And there's so much that I am obsessing over. Um, I'm so happy Succession is back. Girl. I have been waiting for so long. So um, long. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Uh, impeachment, I'm obsessed with Beanie Feldstein. I, she and I did our first, well, my first job in LA. We worked very closely together and I am obsessed with Beanie. I think she's one of the most talented, fantastic human beings on the planet and I'm so happy for her. So I'm just watching her with, with the biggest smile on my face, having all of this amazing success right now. Uh, what else am I watching? Um, I'm so, there's new seasons of so many things that I'm excited for. Uh, oh my! Have goodness. you hopped on the Squid Game train? I have not, and no. I'm a bit, I'm a bit trepidatious because you know I love horror and I love thrillers, and there's not a lot that scares me in this world. But it's it's things like Black Mirror and Squid Game and Handmaid's Tale that truly terrify me. I yeah. love Handmaid's Tale, and I, I love Black Mirror but I have to take them in small doses. Yeah. So I'm, I've had a lot of people tell me I need to watch Squid Game, but I'm- You have to be like mentally prepared. I'm like two episodes in and I have taken a week break and have to return. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like I made the mistake of watching Hereditary by myself in quarantine in the middle of the night. And I really yeah. am not, I'm trying not to repeat that experience. Yeah, take your so time, <laughs> take your time. I mean, I feel like it's like also with like the Netflix aspect of it, it's like you have to like binge and it's like every episode is available where it's like succession. It's like one episode a week. It's appointment television and like you're waiting for the next episode, but like you still like there's that you have that little decompression time. I feel like mm -hmm. this session is very intense. I'm, Although, I'm sure you know. 
I will say I've loved having the time during quarantine to like go back through shows that I've never watched before. I just, I finally watched Pose. I finally finished going through Pose and it's like, it's just the most incredible series. And I mean, Billy Porter and MJ Rodriguez are just two of the most incredible talents. Beyond. Or I had somehow True Blood had escaped my purview for so long and after I did the stand with with Alex Skarsgård I was like all right I'm gonna go watch True Blood one of the most incredible series I've ever seen so many things that I had just never taken the time to watch or going back and watching old movies like Philadelphia Story that I haven't seen in years and re-watching Casablanca and you know Moulin Rouge and and going back and seeing things that are just such classics that you know we've seen but forget about I rewatched Jurassic Park like two weeks ago and it was so wonderful. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I've been in such a very like late 90s, early 2000s like mood and watching like TV shows and movies like from that era. I don't know why. It's just like sort of like makes me nostalgic because I was like kind of young at the time. But like now looking back, I'm like, gosh, that was just such a different, different time at that point. Yeah, no, it's so true. But but like you said, nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> and how it like informs so much of today. Yeah. Like it's just so, I mean, it's so fun to look back like that. Truly. Amazing. Well, Kat, thank you so much for joining us today. Always an amazing conversation with you. Um, and how can everybody learn about the Precision One contacts and be sure that they, like you, can, you know, enjoy the world through, through good sight? Absolutely. So if you would like to join Alcon and see what happens on their with their new campaign, all you have to do is go to seewhathappens.com. You can download a, a certificate for a free trial of the lenses as well as find an eye doctor near you and it and see all of the resources and tools at their disposal for the different vision options they have and, and just learn about what's out there so that you can find the best option for you and live life to the fullest. Amazing. Thank you so much. And Avery, thank you for joining us today. Such a pleasure to have both of you. Awesome. Awesome. Talk soon, my dears. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.